Welcome to Handling Business. I'm your host, Britt Alvarud, the founder and CEO of Handler. I don't know about you, but when I first started my business, I really wished that I could just call up a successful business owner who had already been there and done that and ask them how they did it. That's why we started this podcast. We ask leading service industry experts and successful entrepreneurs the questions you've been dying to find the answers to so that you can create a scalable, thriving business that lets you live the life you've always wanted. This podcast is brought to you by Handler, easy apps for handling your business on demand. To learn more about Handler, visit us at myhandler.com. That's M-Y-H-A-N-D-L-R.com. And if you're loving our podcast, don't forget to subscribe so that you can be the first to know about new episodes. All right. Are you ready to handle it? Let's do this. Hello, hello to all of our handling business bosses out there. I'm Britt Alrude, your host, and today is going to be kind of fun and a little bit different. So I met Catherine Cockrell, who was on episode five of our Handling Business podcast. Her episode was called How to Build a Business That Can Thrive on Its Own. And the reason why I had Catherine on the show is because she impressed me like crazy. She started her business when she was only 15. And in a matter of seven years or so, she decided that her business was running on its own and she was going to take off and go to Europe and go start traveling the world. And she also has other big plans of taking off in her RV and cruising the country. And when she's doing that, she's maybe going to be one of our handler ambassadors, which I'm super excited about. And she's going to go and teach people how to achieve the four-hour work week, which to many is just a dream. But for some, they're really making it a reality. So Catherine approached me and she goes, hey, Britt, you're constantly asking people all these questions on the show, but we want to know more about your story too. So what do you think about me interviewing you this time? And I was like, oh, okay, well, sure, why not? Let's flip the mic around. So anyways, Catherine is here with me today, and she is going to be the host of Handling Business today. So Catherine, thanks for hopping on here and putting me in the hot seat. Hey, everybody. I am so excited. I get to be the host today. That sounds super official. This is great. <laughs> well, welcome. It's it's a big job. It's harder than it looks. Trust me. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure. I've been getting ready for this. And I am so excited. I just want to share with everyone else how much fun I've had getting to know Brittany. After our initial podcast interview, once we turned the mics off, we kept talking and talking. And she just has so much to share I can't believe no one's interviewed her yet. So I thought it was a no-brainer <laughs> when we were talking again the other day about potentially me becoming a business partner for Handler and helping represent the company and hopefully bringing on clients for her. I said, hey, you've got such a great story. What if we turn the mic around and talk to you? So I'm really excited about this. You guys are going to get to know Brit on a really cool level. Ah, thanks, Catherine. I appreciate it. Uh, we also had a ton of fun at the NAPS conference. After I interviewed her on the podcast, we were chatting and I was telling her how I was going to the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, their conference in Chicago. And usually you kind of just tell somebody that like, hey, you should come. And she was like, huh, yeah, I think I might. And then like the next day she goes, I bought tickets. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it I was, mean, I'm, it I'm was ready to really travel. Fun. You tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the problem. When you have someone who's ready to travel, you tell them these things and they're like, OK, well, I'll see you there. See yep. you in a week. And you definitely have the gumption that a lot of people don't all the time. So I was really excited about um, hanging out with you. We had so much fun in Chicago. We went and walked around and went and saw the bean and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, yeah. So anyways, Catherine, I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to pass you the mic again. So go for it. <laughs> all right. Well, this is exciting. We want to get to know you. So when we were talking in Chicago, you were telling me about your business, Dogs Energy, and how you started it. And it's gone through multiple life stages, just like every business has. But what was it like for you when you first got the idea of starting Dogs Energy? What did you do to make that happen? You know, I think like a lot of other 
uh, small business owners, you kind of fall into it sometimes. So it's usually because you love doing something that you decide, okay, I'm going to start offering this as a service just to make some extra money on the side. So a lot of people become a dog walker, become a a life coach or a massage therapist or maybe a tutor because they feel like they have a gift to share or they really love what they're doing. So when I was at UCSD, I really missed having animals in my life because I couldn't have any in the dorm. I did sneak in a hermit crab and a betta fish and we had hermit crab races in our dorms, but that's another side story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) It was really fun, but I really miss dogs. And um, so then when I moved out of the dorms and was living by the beach in La Jolla, I started taking care of a neighbor's golden retriever because I grew up with a golden retriever named Sarah and I just love this dog. And then she she started paying me to walk her dog. And then her neighbor asked if I could walk their dog. And then that just kind of started snowballing. And then all of a sudden I was walking about 10 dogs per day and I was still doing a full course at UCSD. I had I was working at a restaurant. I was also going up to LA to do some modeling up there. And then I was also working at a tutoring center. So I was a busy, busy girl. And then I decided that, you know, as I got busier and busier, okay, things need to start dropping off. So I was able to start focusing more on dog walking. So I let go of the tutoring job. And then as soon as I got more dogs, then I let go of the restaurant job. And then when I decided to, when I was graduating, I decided, you know what? I'm loving this. I'm loving taking care of all these dogs. They're they're my buddies, my pals. And I'm going to do this full time to the dismay of my family members. <laughs> That's awesome. I love how you had so many different jobs you were doing. That's something that I don't think people always understand about solo entrepreneurs is they have a lot of things on their plate. They don't just have one business. It's an overnight success. It takes a lot of work and sacrifice to grow something. I know with me, I had to have several jobs for a couple of years where I could get happy home to the point where it was my only income. So So true. That's impressive. And I'm glad you were able to fit time in for your hermit crab races. That's, (laughs) that's important. You got to have the fun time too. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, you're so right. And, And I think people, they think, you know, in order to make my business successful, I just need to jump in and go all in and quit all my other jobs. But that's not always the case. Sometimes you can really ease your way into it and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And the income from your other jobs can go into supporting this new business and you can just invest in that business. So uh, you really do have to make a lot of sacrifices and you know you have to save up in order to get your website made or to go and get business cards and postcards when you're first starting out. All those things are important. And I got obsessed with figuring out ways to grow my business. And I was I wasn't spending money on going out like normal college grads and college kids. I was I was really working my butt off and I think that that sort of dedication is really key. But what happened was I started working my butt off so much that I was getting really burned out. So everybody was having a great time. Uh, they were going to the beach on the weekends and they were going and traveling and here I am walking 20 to 30 dogs a day. And as you know, Catherine, you were doing that too. It's exhausting. (laughs) It is. It's really tough working with dogs um, constantly because they have such high energy and you want to give it, give them your all. And I absolutely loved working with the dogs. But at the same time, it was exhausting because after walking miles per day and just rushing and hustling to each appointment to get there on time, I would have to go home and then get back to all of my client requests. Then I would have to sit there and work out my schedule and route for the next day. That would take an hour or two. And then on top of all of that, you still have to do all your invoicing, which was the biggest pain in the neck. It's like, I already did all this work. Why do I not have this money in my bank account yet? <laughs> and why have all these people not paid me yet for all these you know, invoices they haven't paid? So 
I was just getting really fried on that end. And then I wasn't working on my business. I was just working for it. So I became this like slave to my business and my clients and I totally hit a wall. Oh man. And that's something I feel like every business owner, we reach that point of, are we going to push through? And that's going to be a heck of a lot of work to push through. It's not like you wave a magic wand and fix the situation. There's always a lot more hard days ahead in order to make it better. So I know you, like me, are obsessed with the four-hour work week and you really like the e-myth. What did you learn from those two books that made it easier for you to handle your business? Right. So um, when I hit that wall, it was it was definitely literal, not figurative. I was eating all of my meals in the car <laughs> and I was rushing around and I was eating oatmeal. And then I looked down to get the perfect bite of oatmeal and strawberry. And I ended up running into the back of a trash truck. Oh, no. Yeah. And and so I I was so exhausted and I was so out of it and I was not taking care of myself and mentally and physically I was completely drained hit that trash truck and in that same week um I also had a client who I really looked up to who was really a successful businesswoman and I had given her a past due invoice it was like two or three months worth of dog walking because I was so busy. I didn't have time to go sit down and do 50 invoices. And so I got behind, gave her this, her husband, she, or she told me, she goes, Brittany, my husband's going to kill me. You can't just give me a bill for thousands of dollars worth of dog walking. She, she was so upset with me that she looked at me and she goes, Brittany, you are not a businesswoman. You are just a dog walker. And I was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> I was shocked and I was upset and my ego was hurt. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? You are so right. And I do want to be a businesswoman because I want to provide the absolute best service. And the last thing that I wanted to do was let one of my clients or one of their dogs down. And I wanted to make a difference in people's lives and not make them more stressed out. My whole goal is to make people's lives better. And I really, you know, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do was make someone upset. So I decided, you know what, she's right. I'm going to go and learn how to be a businesswoman. And that's when I got my hands on every single business book I could. I started asking my really successful clients business advice because a lot of them in La Jolla, they're wealthy, successful people, and they were so generous with the advice. And I also had someone say, you need to read The E-Myth. And this book changed my life because it was about how to think of your business in terms of systems and processes and almost like you're taking your small business and turning it into a franchise prototype so that it's so easy to run. There's all these steps that anyone can follow it. And every single time you deliver the same exact consistent service that people can count on and there's no surprises and they get, you know, their invoice on time (laughs) and they get the same quality every time. And then from there, you can sell that business or you can grow it and you can scale it. And that's kind of the key to scaling. So that business, highly recommend. The four-hour work week, I also highly recommend because if you have systems and processes in place, you're able to hire a great team and then you can go off and and travel and go to the beach on the weekend. That is the ideal goal. You want to be able to take a little bit of a vacation. And one thing that I've changed my schedule around a little bit as a dog walker is weekends was when I was most busy. And so I would take Monday and Tuesday off. Those were my two days off that I would go and do what I wanted to. But it's nice that you had all these struggles and didn't give up. That's that's the wall that everyone seems to hit is you run into something and someone blatantly tells you, Hey, you're not a businesswoman. You're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. It's incredible that you took that humbly and put forth the effort to correct the problem. So at that time, what was the biggest frustration you were having in your business? I know there's a lot of little things going on, but is there one key thing that was really causing you to hit that literal wall (laughs) for you? (laughs) Um, Was there, what was that main frustration for you? I was frustrated at myself for not having 
not being organized and not having software and not having a way to organize everything. And then I was also frustrated because I really wanted to hire somebody, but I was worried about how do I trust them? So how do I find the perfect person to come in and and work with me and my clients, you know, they're like family. So how do I trust somebody to take as good of care of them as I could? And so that was a big challenge. And also being able to trust those people in the sense that are they going to show up? If somebody doesn't show up to walk a dog, they're going to go to the bathroom in the house or God forbid, somebody doesn't show up for a two week pet sitting and the dog is left by themselves for two weeks, that dog, something very, 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 very bad could happen. Yeah. So that's when I started looking for software that would allow me to keep track of my dog walkers. And the biggest frustration was that I couldn't find software that I was dreaming of. I wanted a way to be able to see my whole schedule, be able to schedule all of my dog walkers, all of my staff, and keep track of them, knowing that you know they checked in at that person's house. There's a GPS pin that gets dropped and I get it's it's time stamped and both myself and the customer gets this notification. So it's not just me looking in on it. It's everyone. And so that my clients have peace of mind that this person who I hired to help them is going to be the best and is going to be there on time. Then there were other frustrations like, well, what if I get cut out? You know, what if this dog walker goes and approaches my client and says, hey, I'll severely undercut Brit and uh, let's go off and do our own thing. And part of the the puzzle to that I was trying to figure out was, well, is there a way to have a three-way chat between myself, the customer, and my team member so that I'm still in the loop on everything and all phone numbers are hidden? And is there a way to see photos and see what they're saying so I have quality control over that? And then the other frustration was, um, you know, knowing if my clients were happy with them, which is is having the rating system. So my clients, they rate every single service now. The other thing was you don't want your team members to be handling cash and checks because what if the client says, oh yeah, I left $100 on the table. And maybe somebody else like the cleaning lady took it thinking it was hers, but it was actually the dog walkers. Now am I not trusting my dog walker or the client? And you don't want your team members to be handling the money because now they're thinking, why don't I just put this whole entire thing in my pocket? Because they're not realizing how much you've invested and how much you put into the business and how much you deserve (laughs) for providing them the job and the opportunity too. But anyways, I just went off on a huge tangent. Sorry, Catherine, you can interrupt (laughs) me at any time. (laughs) No, that's that's perfect. I was going to start asking you about your your software, you saw this problem and you went through and created the solution. And I think that is incredible. I had been reading the four hour work week because my business is getting to the point where it's starting to run itself. And I was looking for different ways to make a passive income passive in quotes, because (laughs) really what passive income is truly passive. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. And I had the same idea that creating a pet sitting software would be incredible. So I looked at all the softwares that are available for pet sitters right now and was really disappointed. I feel like I've got the best of what's currently available for my business as far as pet sitting software, but it's pretty sad. It's out of date. The people, when they say they're going to come up with these updates, they don't do it in the time that they say they are. And it's really frustrating dealing with a software system that isn't working when that is the linchpin that makes up your entire business. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited to find Handler. That was one of the happiest days in my business life. So let's, let's go and talk about what all your service Handler offers. Sure. Like I was saying, I was looking for the software, couldn't find it. I decided to hire and started hiring people and was managing people still through Google Calendar and a mix mod podge of PayPal and and all these other different things that just it just wasn't working. So I had to move to LA and I decided that, you know, it's because my husband, his work is up here. So to leave my business, my baby in La Jolla was 
really, really hard. And I was so upset about it. But at the same time, I didn't really have a choice because love my husband and <laughs> gotta gotta go spread my wings. But I I thought, you know what, this is the perfect time to go and create the software that I've always been dreaming of. And when all these other on-demand apps came out, like Lyft, for instance, and you know, DoorDash and Postmates and all of these, I go, how come I can't use the same sort of apps to run Dogs Energy? You know, how great would it be if all of my dog walkers, that they had an app and my customers, they have an app to easily book us? You know, people are really expecting this sort of customer experience now. They want to be able to whip out their phone, easily go into an app because they don't want to go to a web address and remember their login for their online portal. And an app is always open. And then they want real-time availability. So, you know, Yelp and all these other listing services, for example, those you would have to go and and call down the list of like 10 different, say, dog groomers, for instance, or dog walkers. And then nobody has availability. They don't pick up. They don't get back to you right away. And it's just a pain in the you-know-what. So... So I thought with Handler, what if we are able to display the exact times that are available for the dog walkers? So now the customer just goes into the app, looks up Dogs Energy, looks at the service list. They go, okay, I want a one hour private dog walk. And then they see all the times available for the day they're looking for. They book that time. And then automatically my dog walker gets notified that they've been booked and I get notified on the business dashboard uh, on the master schedule so I can see all of my dog walker's appointments. And then the dog walker on the day of the walk, they go and they get directions to the client's house. They check in. It starts the GPS tracking and then they're able to send photos and updates and then they check out and it automatically charges my customer's card just like Lyft for example when you get out of the car it just automatically charges your card that's on file with the app and then we get paid right away so now there's no more invoicing there's none of that and it's all totally seamless and there's you know way less time that you have to spend scheduling every day and going through your client requests you don't have to do that you it's just all on autopilot You made that sound easy. How hard was that to actually create? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so beautiful. What's What's the backstory, though? We want to peek in behind that curtain. Oh, boy. Well, let's just say that I got a crash course in app development. No, I'm not a programmer, so I didn't code it myself. I did pretty much design it um, with some very talented designers, you know, just the whole thing somehow came out of my brain and into an app with the help of a very amazing team of designers and developers. And together we created this amazing app, but it took about two and a half years to get it built. So it was a lot, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And let's just say that dog walking by the beach was just so, so amazing. (laughs) And I traded that in for sitting at the computer. And now my butt is really flat and my hips are wider, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you... You've done an incredible job. I took a screenshot of my phone of all the apps that I use right now for my pet sitting company that I'm really excited about deleting because I'm going to be switching to Handler very soon. This is crazy. I use my pet sitting software. I use Google Voice. I use Google Calendar. I use Maps. We use a GPS mileage tracker called Hurdler. My email, Constant Contacts, Evernote, GroupMe, SurveyMonkey, Facebook pages and Instagram and all that, I'm going to be able to delete off my phone because Handler's going to take care of that. That is incredible that you've streamlined something. I mean, I don't know if it's worth a flat butt to you, but I'm very (laughs) appreciative. (laughs) It's so worth it. And that's what gets me so excited. That's what gets me out of bed every morning and excited to go and sit in front of my computer all day is because I want to make business owners' lives so much easier and so much more enriched because 
you know, it, it's complicated running all those systems. You know, it's it's awesome that you found all those systems. Most people don't even get to that point. Um, they're still writing things down in a book and they're doing it the old fashioned way. Um, but at the same time, aggregating all those different systems into one all in one platform that, you know, really runs itself. That's freedom because then you know that you have that peace of mind that your business is a well-oiled functioning machine and that you can go and travel like you do and you can go and bring up your dashboard and go, okay, sweet. We made $2,000 today. Everybody checked in for their appointments. All my customers rated everyone with five stars. And here's all the photos of all the happy dogs. And everyone knows what they were supposed to do. And everything happened seamlessly. So that's that's the dream right there. I mean, it really is. That's a dream come true. It's something that I've been striving towards for years and years. And in some semblance, I'm able to have that at the end of the day where I can check in. But I'm having to check into four to 12 different systems to check it out. Not that that's a huge deal. I mean, I'm sitting on my couch on my smartphone, mm-hmm. but I'm having to pay fees for all of these. It's ridiculous. I'm having to pay X amount of money for constant contact, X amount for, for survey monkey, so much for my pet sitting software. It all, it builds up and it's a pretty decent sized bill at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And the million dollar question for you is how do you make money off handler? How is it as a business owner when they partner with you what does that look like for them financially? Yeah. So like you were saying, those all add up, all those monthly subscriptions. And then also you paying someone to be your manager or to have multiple managers, uh, that really adds up. And so what our goal is, is to, we don't want to give small business owners another monthly subscription because I also think that that makes uh, software as a service softwares um, lazy (laughs) in a way because it means, all right, you're just collecting that amount every month and it doesn't matter if it gets better from here or not. Like what's your incentive? Maybe to get more businesses on, but there's not an incentive to help that business really grow and get more customers So from the business owner point of view, I was thinking, okay, well, what if it's free for the business owners, but customers, they have to pay in order to use the app. So what we did is we made it so that if you have customers that don't want the bells and whistles of the fancy app, like if they don't want to be able to book on demand or GPS track their dog walker, get those check-in and check-out notifications, be able to to chat and see the photos of their dog. If they don't want that, that's fine. You can add them to your business dashboard as a manually added customer and that's free for you also. So it's free for the customer as well. So if the customer wants to use the app, we just mark up the service fee a few dollars and then that's what the customer pays. Our goal with Handler is to not only help you by organizing and automating your business, but by also getting you more customers. So our our grand plan here is to make Handler a household name so that basically if the dog walker in a neighborhood, take La Jolla with Dogs Energy, we have almost 400 active weekly clients and they are using the app. And so then we were able to go to a dog groomer that we really recommend and love. And they're on the app now too. And so our customers can see the groomer's availability and book them right away. And so the groomer brought their few hundred customers. Now we're like at 600 people using the app. And then from there, now we can say to the house cleaner, hey, we have all these customers on here who have messy houses because they have dogs in the house. So do you want to be on here? And it just kind of grows exponentially. So now all these people who have the Handler app, if they have a busy day, they can go and they can go into the app and it says, what can we handle for you? You can type in, I need a car detailer and a dog walker today. And they can book them right away and basically get their whole life handled on the app. That is so cool. I know I have a client who's coming to mind right now I've gone to her house to pet sit on a couple of occasions and I feel like I need a name tag. There are so many people working <laughs> at her house. It's me, it's the gardener, it's the pool boy, it's the maid, it's the nanny inside 
packing up for the kids' vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a half dozen people at this house on any given day working. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine for her trying to schedule all these different businesses, trying to handle paying them all, making sure, like you said, no one's picking up the wrong payment. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. It is a pro- problem when we pick up the maid's paycheck and she picks up ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit annoying to have to meet up and swap out paychecks. It's not something you want to be spending your time on. Exactly. And, you know, as a business owner, you probably do this too. Like, you really care about your clients. I mean, I had a client like that too, and I really cared about her. And she was constantly telling me how stressed out she was. And and she was always worried about who was coming at her house at what time and this and that. And and she, that was that client that I thought, gosh, I should really give her an app so that she can organize her whole life and manage her household services in one place. So um, it's it's a way, I, I really hope that not only through Handler, I can help small business owners, but I also hope to help a lot of really busy professionals and parents and people that just, you know, they they have a busy life and, you know, they don't want to be calling people, texting people, writing checks and worrying about leaving cash and, and all this stuff. They just want it all in one on-demand app that can handle everything for them. And that's the coolest part about it is I really enjoyed sitting down with you in person at the NAPS conference. And we had dinner every night we were there and we got to talk in more and more detail just about each of our individual pet sitting companies, about Handler and all the opportunities it's going to open up for. I mean, potentially this could be a huge worldwide phenomenon. I'm so excited to see where this goes. And I love your heart behind it. It's not, oh, this is going to be my money-making empire and I'm going to be sitting in Aruba, drinking a mimosa, chilling out on the beach. No, <laughs> you you care about the individual people in your lives. And I love that when I'm telling you this story, it's bringing up someone that you personally know. And that's half the reason you created this is not only for the small business owners and wanting to make life easier on them and allow them to really focus on their business and not the day-to-day tasks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for every single client is going to be lucky enough to use it. Like you said, this is opening it up a whole new world for them. They don't just have to use the handler app for pet sitting. They can use it for their maid. They can use it for the pool guy. They can use it for the lawn care company. I mean, it's, what type of business does Handler service? Yeah, basically any type of mobile service business that operates off of a schedule and goes to people's homes to take care of anything from tutoring to car detailing, massage, grooming, all types of, of local professional services like that. So it's really for people that operate off of a very detailed, complex schedule who they want to be able to have their staff members be watched over and and make sure their staff gets their schedule for that day. And then it's also for people who want to get paid on time and they want to be able to just check out of a service and get paid right away. So it's basically for anyone like that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So it fits solopreneurs and big businesses alike. Exactly. And but Catherine, like you were just saying, I think the thing that has brought me so much joy with starting Handler is meeting people like you, meeting all these business owners who have taught me so much as well and have given me so much feedback and and just to just to have conversations with people that have the same mindset as myself has been so rewarding because as you know, being a business owner, it can be a little bit lonely sometimes. <laughs> it, it can. And I feel like I've really found this great community of people and we're really trying to build that and support each other and ask each other those tough questions like, how do you do this and how do you deal with that? And that's been a ton of fun too. And that's why I started this podcast, Handling Business, was because it's so fun to have a conversation with someone who's been there and done that and they're able to say, you know, like, don't you feel like you would have gotten a lot farther in your business if you had met the right people in the early days and were able to just pick their brain and all these things that you kind of put off because you're thinking, well, I know I need to do this, but I don't really know how and I'm fearful of it. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep pushing that off. 
Exactly. With me, I built a, an odd little army of business owners around me that I could go and bug for questions. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites was my Taekwondo instructor, Mr. Kim. I would go and ask him about managing employees because he mm-hmm. is the sweetest man you'll ever meet, but he doesn't take any kind of crap from people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to learn how to keep those boundaries in place because I don't, you don't ever want to be a tyrant when you're managing employees, mm-hmm. but there needs to be clear set bounds of this is acceptable. This isn't. And mm-hmm. we were talking in depth yesterday about how handler allows that. Mm-hmm. Can you go into a little more detail about how handler keeps an eye on your employees? And it's not the you know big brother looking over your shoulder, but it, as a small business owner who's busy and can't constantly have a handle on everything, it really makes a clear black and white picture as far as what's going on with each of your team members. Yep, exactly. And we were talking about this the other day too, is, is, you know, you don't want to be someone who people don't like to be micromanaged because when you're asking somebody all the time, when you're texting them, Hey, did you go and take care of so-and-so at the right time? And, you know, they probably did. And they're going, gosh, you know, how, how dare you to second guess me? I'm your best employee. And, and why would you think I didn't do that? And I was there on time and I stayed 10 minutes longer. I remember customers doing that to me when I first started my business. And I didn't have a way of communicating to them that I was there the full amount of time. And they would like second guess me because they thought their dog didn't look very tired. <laughs> Oh, no. I was like, no, that's not fair. I gave it my all. And here's proof. And so being able to see what time on your handler dashboard, what time your staff member checked in and what time they checked out and not having to second guess them, but instead send them a text saying, hey, great job today. You were you were just right on time. You're spot on. You got all five star reviews like thank you for being awesome. Instead of texting them and go, hey, did you go and uh, take care of Oreo? Because uh, their owner just texted me and they they said that the dog doesn't look tired and pooped in the house. And then that person's just feeling like crap. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just a way of keeping everybody accountable, but without you having to go and be like the, you know, the helicopter parent. Exactly. And Explain to me how the scheduling side of Handler works because I've got a team and there's, I have eight employees. Trying to schedule eight people has about driven me insane this past month. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, that's one of the services Handler offers. Can you explain how that works exactly? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that because I think we get lumped into other online scheduling softwares when we're way, way ahead of those because we've created this really complex algorithm where we, in most online schedules, what they do is, is they say that customers can request a service for a date and time. But then the business owner has to go in and then they have to look at their schedule and then they have to assign it to a certain dog walker and then they have to move things around and and then maybe they don't know if that dog walker is really available. So instead of taking, we took that equation out where instead your team members can say when they want to work. And then you put that into your schedule, your availability calendar for each of your team members. And you say, okay, this team member, they can do these services because maybe you have somebody who's dog walking, somebody who does pet sitting and somebody who just does dog training. So you can say, this person does these services and they're available in this zip code. So we take that availability and then we show it to the customer on the customer app. And based on your booking policy and your padding time, meaning the time that you need between appointments, um, it will allow it will show the times available and allow the customer to choose the best time that works for them. And then that will automatically get scheduled on your master schedule and on the team members app. So you don't have to do anything. Now, of course, there's so many variables involved that you may want to move things around. So you do have that 
flexibility to edit your appointments and move them around. But the system is super smart to know what somebody is already booked for and when they're willing to work between what hours of the day and on which days, and then can show those open time slots to your customers. That is so cool. So what happens though, if it's a day of appointment? So it's a, if it's a day of, you can set your booking policy. So some business owners, they don't want to be on demand. They're like, oh God, no, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just a little too much. And we get that. So we put in this booking policy feature where you can say uh, customers can book up until two hours before the appointment time window. So this way, if somebody wants something in 30 minutes, but you're not able to get there within 30 minutes, they would have to call you to be able to schedule that sort of request and you could fit them in. But if you say that you need 12 hours in advance notice, then they're only going to be able to book the times that are available 12 hours before that time. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That was a problem we had yesterday is a woman wanted to make a booking about 30 minutes before our time schedule started. She was in traffic, couldn't make it home for work. She wanted to let us see if we could walk her dog. So her dog hopefully wouldn't make a mess in the house. Mm -hmm. The problem was we were booked up. We didn't have the sitters ready to take that booking immediately. We had to put her off. My office manager had to call three other sitters to find someone who's available and they would be available, but wouldn't be for another two and a half hours. And mm-hmm. by the time we got back in touch with her, she was happy we could take care of her dog, but it was such a crazy rigmarole. Right. I wish there was a nice one-stop shop to take care of this. And the fact that you're able to organize this by zip code is going to be incredible for me mm-hmm. because my team, we work in three different cities and it will be so easy to say, okay, Alex and Chelsea, you have Spanish board. Every house that gets booked in Spanish board is going to go to you guys in place of having to shift through them all manu- mm-hmm. manually. That's going to be incredible for us. Yep, exactly. And we're actually, because, you know, we just launched a year ago or a year and a half ago. And so that was really our, our first version. But we have this version two coming out that's really going to kick ass. And we have all these new cool features out. And we also, by the end of the year, are hoping to get out the new team app where clients will so say that they don't see any available times on the schedule. So that client you just mentioned who decided last minute she needed something covered. Well, maybe somebody on your team of eight would have dropped everything and gone and done it. So what we're creating is the ability for a client to request a service and then it gets blasted out to all of your team members. So just like with Lyft, for instance, somebody requests a ride and all the cars in that vicinity, they get the opportunity to accept the ride. And whoever accepts it first, they get the job and then they can go and handle it right away. So that's a feature that's coming out soon that's going to be super game changing where basically your team members, they can decide like, I want as many dog walks and pet sits and car detailings and whatever is possible, load me up. Or if nobody can do it, then nobody can do it. That is so cool. I can't wait for the second version to come out and get to experiment with all the new features. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm curious is I'm trying to nail down in my mind another software that Handler compares to. I know you're talking about Lyft. I'm thinking something along the lines of Angie's List or Yelp with the review systems. What, What else is there out there that has all the same systems in place that you guys have? Mm-hmm. Well, have you heard of OpenTable? Is that in your area yet? You introduced that to me in Chicago, and it was impressive. I've never used it outside of that one <laughs> dinner, though. Mm-hmm. So OpenTable, we're kind of like an open table for services. So OpenTable offers the reservation booking platform for the restaurants. And the restaurants say what they have available. And then those reservation times are displayed on the OpenTable app so that restaurant patrons can can see what's available around them in terms of reservations. Because sometimes 
you're hungry and you just want to go somewhere, but you don't want to call 10 restaurants to see what they have available. And it's also a great way for restaurants to, you know, get displayed to a bunch of people. So we're really kind of the open table for local services, I'd say, meets Lyft, meets all of the other kind of old school online software, business management softwares that are out there. Like there's online pet sitting softwares that are out there, but most of them, you know, they don't have this complex booking algorithm and they're still not going to really give your clients that on-demand experience they're looking for. And they're also not automating everything as much as it can be automated. So you still have to go through and send out all your invoices or you still have to go through and handle all of those requests and approve them. That's kind of where we're, I guess not really the same, but that's how you can kind of visualize us. <laughs> that's so cool. And I love that it takes so many different businesses to explain this one app. That's just how powerful it is. And I'm, I can't wait to see what happens with it. So let's assume that Handler does take over the world and everyone who has a smartphone has Handler. Mm-hmm. What, where, I mean, where are you seeing this going? This is such a cool, exciting venture for you. Mm-hmm. I I really am excited to, I mean, gosh, if we can help people handle their whole entire lives, if we could help a million people to save more time, like imagine if with, with say business owners, small business owners, if we could save them, say 50 to 100 hours per month, let's just call it 100 hours per month per person. And say that we have 10,000 businesses on there, that's millions of hours a month that we can save people. That means that all those people could go and spend more time with their families. They could go on more adventures. They could be more successful and make more money. That's a huge dream for me is to help hundreds of thousands of business owners achieve that and also to help busy people who are just so frantic all the time to get through their days. What if we just made it that much easier? We save them an hour here, an hour there. That's millions of hours that people can choose to spend their day in a better way. So to me, that's that's huge. And just to just to know that I'm contributing to saving people time like that, that just means the world to me. That is so cool. And as a small business owner, when we talked about all the things I had to do to put in place to the point where I could travel, most of it was, it was a mix of software and communications with employees and training employees. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Handler is the perfect platform for someone to start building chains of their business. They could have multiple locations in multiple cities Mm -hmm. and still be able to see it all seamlessly and know what's going on. All they have to do is check in their dashboard and see what their employees are doing over in San Antonio and in LA and in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. That that to me is incredible. Is you are giving so much power to a small business owner, to just an individual who needs to hire service industry people in their life. Yeah, exactly. The, like I I don't really like the word small business owner because it's limiting. I think that everybody is a business owner and I don't think that there should ever be a ceiling over you. And I think a lot of people that are running these local service businesses, they feel stuck. Like they feel like they couldn't possibly take on another client or another employee and they feel so overwhelmed and stuck in their current life, but life can be better. And, you know, like you put all these systems in place and, and using apps and software to manage teams and to create more wealth so that you can hire a manager to take that load off of you so that you're not wearing every single hat. And that's, that's where you start to begin to really be able to scale and grow. And then from there, if you can create those systems, the sky's the limit. You can go crazy. You can go gangbusters and you can have Instead of your 100 clients in this small little area, you could start growing outwards and you could have thousands of clients before you know it. That to me is just incredible and so exciting. And I feel like there's a national movement with 
maybe not small business owners, but solo entrepreneurs, just entrepreneurs in general, this is giving everyone a chance to very easily, if they have an idea of something in the service industry that they want to offer, whether it is car detailing, maybe they want to offer a service where they can cook you dinner and you can reserve a homemade dinner and you can have it delivered to your house once a week. Mm-hmm. All these incredible little niche services. And that's what I love about the U.S. is we have all these really just mind-blowing niche services. You can order just about anything you want to. I mean, mm-hmm. I went on Etsy last night and got my new puppy the cutest little personalized ID tag that I'm in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's That's what I, I love about free commerce is there's so many incredible artistic things that people are able to offer. And the fact that the bar has been put low, not as in a negative sense, but low as in it doesn't matter if you've only got a few hours a week to dedicate to this. You can start building a second mm-hmm. income today. It doesn't have to be something you put off for years until you have the funding in place and the time and the education that's the way I got started. I was 15 interested in walking my neighbor's dogs. It wasn't some grand aspiration I had. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun idea. And this, I feel like, is going to open the door for a whole new wave of entrepreneurs and people who just want to try their hand at a couple of different things. This is, this is going to be incredible. I can't wait to see how it changes the business landscape. Aw, thanks, Catherine. Yeah, I... I think that the American dream is live and well, and because there's just so such low barriers to entry and there's so many amazing tools out there to use to start your business for for hardly anything. You and I both started our businesses with zero dollars as young girls just trying to figure it out, and it all just builds on itself, and you have to start somewhere, and you have to start, you have to keep going, you have to keep figuring out how to overcome your obstacles and it does get better you know when you're in the weeds and the thick of it it just seems impossible (laughs) but you keep pushing through and and then you can get to the point where you have a business that you're proud of and you employ people who are amazing and you have this team and this family that works together and it's the best feeling in the world to know that you're contributing to other people's lives too and that you're all working together towards something greater than yourselves. Exactly. And you mentioned while the software is going to take care of so many problems in day-to-day life of countless people, whether they're business owners or just clients of these business owners, what do you think is still the most common problem that people face when it comes to reaching their full potential in life and just in business? I think it's overcoming your fears. And I think that it's, it's people are, they get afraid and they get stuck. So instead of sitting down to really look at, you know, okay, what, what in my business am I afraid of? Am I afraid of success? Is that really what this boils down to? Am I afraid of what other people will think of me if I do become successful and I'm sitting on the beach or does it does it boil down to I'm afraid to switch to employees. I'm afraid to buy another vehicle because I'm afraid I can't afford it. I mean, there's so many fears that if you sit down, write them all out and you break them down into teeny tiny steps before you know it, you've overcome that fear. Or if you talk to the right people and they can provide those answers for you. But whatever you do, don't get stuck. You know, you need to face those fears, walk right up to them and use Catherine's Taekwondo techniques to <laughs> <laughs> to handle them. <laughs> and then you just need to keep keep going. I think that's the biggest thing that's that keeps everyone just where they're at. Like, why why keep doing the same thing? Like Einstein said, the definition of in- insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting the same results. Exactly. And I'm hoping no one comes and ambushes me in a dark alley now just to see what I'm my sorry. skills are like. Let's, let's hope no one does that. I'm, uh, we'll, just, we'll just leave it as a surprise as how skilled I am. You can think a lot of me. Um, <laughs> I told everyone your, your secret power. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this might be a personal question. Talking about fears, what was one of your biggest fears in whether it was dog's energy, handler, what, What's been a big fear in your life that you 
are constantly having to reanalyze and overcome. I think it's my fear of not being good enough or not being able to do this. <laughs> so I think, you know, I'm, I'm not a developer and I am a, I'm a woman and I am, I do not look like your typical tech nerd who, you know, is, is a, a guy sitting in a dark room playing video games and, and then coding all day. <laughs> so I think that I needed to grow into myself and I needed to say, you know what, you don't need to be a certain someone to do something. You just need to learn how to figure it out and you need to face that fear and you need to be confident and sometimes you need to fake it till you make it while you're learning how to do it. <laughs> um, and then you need to find the right people. So I work with a great team, like I said, of developers and designers who you know, know so much, so much more than I do. And I'm able to take my experience with running my small business and know what I need and what my biggest pain points were. And then I was able to take those and say, these are my problems. How can we solve these together? How can we create something that is, is going to handle all these problems? And that's what we did. And, you know, I still, I still have a fear, like, am I, am I going about this the right way? And, you know, like I, I went to investors and venture capitalists and they took one look at me being a female entrepreneur that sounded way too giggly and girly. And <laughs> they were like, how do we trust you with this money? Because you're not our usual, our usual standard of what we invest in. So, you know, those little things I'm still fearful of, but I am really trying to find that confidence and believe in myself that it may be a huge pipe dream to make Handler a household name, but I really feel like it's worth every bit of effort, even if I have to try a hundred times harder to follow this dream. And I think that's incredible. I think that shows the gumption and the heart behind any entrepreneur. We always are hitting rock walls and trying to figure out how are we going to get through this? And you can't change the way you sound, the way you look. You shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. You should be able to follow your business dreams, your life dreams, and not have to worry about altering all these other things about you. You shouldn't have to sound angry and serious. You should be able to sound happy. That's the point of this software you're developing. I feel like you want to give people freedom and the ability to enjoy their life. So why would we expect? you as the person developing it to be angry and sitting in a basement, never going outside. I just think it's funny how the whole heart behind this software, the, what you're wanting people to feel, that's how you want to feel. That's, that's You're sharing a part of who you are and what you want out of life mm -hmm. and you're handing it to them and they want it in a different box. And I just think that shows how much the business world's going to get shaken up over the next couple of years. It's hard to define a small business owner. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's to say we can't have a car mechanic who's a female? Who's to say we can't have a dog groomer who is a straight man? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's all kinds of stereotypes out there that don't apply to people. They should be able to follow their dreams and not have to adjust their life to fit into some quote unquote, standard way of business. And I love that even though it's hard, you're still pushing through it. And I get it. It's Silicon Valley sounds like a very different place than lower Alabama. So mm -hmm. hopefully I mean, you get some investors. I think it's really changing. There's, there's this whole girl boss mo movement going on, which I'm so behind. And I love talking to other female entrepreneurs and, and I love really getting the word out there to them that, you know, that we don't have to change. We, we have talents and gifts that bring a lot to the business world. And I think it's great. So many women are getting into business. It's awesome. Yeah. And the fear you have of not adding up and trying to be someone you're not, I feel like it's a fear that everyone's had. Mm -hmm. That was the same fear that I had people putting on me when I told them I didn't want to go to college, that I had a business that was making me money. I didn't feel that that was the route for me, but because that's the standard 
American dream route. You're supposed to go to college to get your white picket fence. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people giving me their opinions, whether or not I asked of them. And it, it <laughs> makes you second guess. It's, it's yes. crazy that you can be doing something that you're so proud of and invested in and have other people who aren't taking the time to get to know you and your business on a personal level, mm-hmm. but feel that they need to offer you their very smart advice and you should listen to them because they're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to stay in your lane and know who you are and stay focused on what your goals are. I mean, I remember I went to UCSD because I had this weird idea that I was going to be a cardiologist. I'm not into medicine. I I don't know why I came up with that. It just seemed like a really like cut and dried thing to do. <laughs> and then and then when I told all my family members, I remember telling them that my dog walking business is booming and I'm just going to graduate and go with that. They were all like, what? You spent all this money to go to UCSD and now you're going to be a dog walker? And I was like, yep, I'm going to go and I'm going to pick up millions of pounds of poop. You just watch. But then it was great because then I came out of school and I was I was doing really well. I was doing making a lot more money than a lot of my colleagues were. And then I brought my mom on as my first employee. And then all of a sudden, my family was like, oh, okay, she really does have an actual business. But if I had let them get to me, what if I had gone and gotten a regular corporate job or I don't know, gosh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't know. If you've been a cardiologist, you might have gotten the chance to operate on my brother. We've flown oh, him yeah. all over the all <laughs> over the country for a couple of different heart surgeries. So maybe we still would have met in a different life. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, it would be oh, pretty man. cool to be a cardiologist, but I don't think I can deal with all the blood. It's a lot of school and there's so much <laughs> emotion behind it. Yeah. As far as talking to the families and oh man, I I have nothing but respect for doctors, but I will never oh, be yes. one. I will Same never ever here. be one. Same here. Man. Oh, man. Well, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell anyone about? Well, I would, you know what? I think I talked a lot. I I had a nitro cold brew coffee before this, and I was just blah, 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 blah. So I think I pretty much got it all out there. But I think, I mean, this was so much fun. Catherine, you are amazing at this, and you should really start your own podcast, or maybe you should just be my co-host on this one. <laughs> I'll think about the co-host. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment in my life just yet. So working on the Airstream and the blog, I don't know that I need a podcast. Yeah, you've got a lot going on. And you have your new puppy. Oh, yes. She's yes. a mess. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, if if anybody ever has any questions for me, please reach out. Like I said, I could talk about this for days. I just think it's so much fun. And if anybody wants to ever get a hold of me, you can reach me at Britt, B-R-I-T-T, at myhandler.com. And that's handler without the E. And yeah, let's have a chat. Or if you're in the Southern California area and you want to get together for coffee, I love I love the coffee sessions. So yeah. And Catherine, you got to come out here to Southern California. Come hang out I, in person. I'm excited. Let me tell you, I'm, I can't wait to hang out with you again, but your little donkey goose that you post on Instagram all the time. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet goose. I want to meet the mythical donkey on Instagram. Like oh, yeah. you take him on jogs. I yep. don't generally laugh out loud on Instagram, but that was great. I was like, this, this is great. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. I get to fly out to Chicago to actually meet Brit in person. I want to meet the person who takes her donkey on jogs. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you you just if you're like everyone else all the time, then life can get pretty boring. So, you know, instead of taking my Great Dane on a jog, I take my mini donkey. There so, you go. I mean, it's the same size, yeah. basically the same thing. But he's so awesome. And he is a magical, mythical creature. That little guy is tiny, but he he just has this great energy about him. And he's also small but mighty. And he's the boss of my two big horses. And he cracks me up on the daily. So, yeah, he's a lot of fun. If you guys want to check out Goose the Burrito, um, my my handle on Instagram is at doggonetechgirl. Oh, my gosh. And really, she's a lot of fun to keep up with on social media. That's how we got connected in the first place. 
was mm-hmm. social media. And as a small business owner, the few people I've reached out to on social media who I really had high respect for and knew that they were doing a good job and had you know, real-time questions to ask them, I've gotten to meet a couple of these people in real life, and it's been amazing. Britt may not have expected me to fly out to Chicago to the NAPS conference, <laughs> but it was so much fun getting to meet her and her mom and several other people at this conference. I met all kinds of mm-hmm. great people that I'm going to be keeping up with for a long time. So mm-hmm. never feel nervous to reach out virtually. It's it's less scary than face-to-face sometimes. So there's that easy route of they might just not reply to you versus tell you no face-to-face. It oh, makes yeah. it a little easier. It kind of cushions the blow in case there is a rejection. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. You asked me what else I wanted to add. Okay, really quick. This has gotten really long. <laughs> Don't ever be afraid of someone telling you no. I mean, if I if I were afraid of people saying no, I would definitely be hiding under a rock right now because I have heard no more times, like hundreds of thousands of more times than yes. But who cares? Just keep on going. (laughs) Exactly. And you never know that. Like you said, that person might not reply. But if you keep on asking that person, hey, I have a question for you. Hey, can we do this? Can we get together? That person is finally going to go, you know what? Okay. This person really cares. So yes, let's talk. So don't give up. Exactly. And being a small business owner, you're always going to be uncomfortable in some way, shape or form. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It just means you're pushing yourself to grow. It's when you are complacent and comfortable. That's when I start getting a little bit worried about my life and my business. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, Catherine, this has been so, so much fun. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story. It's been it's been fun to talk to you as usual. And how should our listeners also contact you if they want to reach out? Well, if they want to find me, they can find me at katherinecockrell.com, spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-C-O-C-K-R-E-L-L.com. And that's got links to my Facebook, my Instagram. You can type in my exact same name on Facebook or Instagram and I'll pop up. You can keep up with me trying to fix a trailer by myself when I don't actually know how to do that. (laughs) trying to raise my crazy new puppy who thinks it's fun to do things like jump in fire ant beds and it's it's a mess it's a fun adventure let me tell you my life is something right now (laughs) I love it it's been fun following along well thanks Catherine really appreciate you being on here and to all of our handling business bosses out there keep being awesome and remember just keep on keeping on because you might get a lot of no's, you might hit a lot of walls, you might be struggling and in the depths of it all, but just keep on going because success is right around the corner. So that's another episode of Handling Business. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Handling Business. To learn more about how Handler can help you automate and scale your mobile service business, visit us at myhandler.com. That's M-Y-H-A-N-D-L-R.com. With Handler, your clients can book on demand, GPS track your service providers, receive check-in and check-out notifications, and chat with you and your staff. Your staff will get instant notifications they've been booked, get directions to the job, and be able to check in and check out to confirm automatic payment. You will have total control and peace of mind that your business is being handled. Apply now to become a Handler Partner today.